authenticity is not by oh today I post yay I'm authentic uh, no that does not work that way right it takes time to be seen as somebody authentic and not you decide yourself that you are authentic That doesn't mean that you need to share 365 things right down to what you wear and to the inside out in order to be authentic. Authenticity is having that voice, the voice of you online and that same voice of you offline. Hello, welcome to the Leaders of Learning podcast. I'm your host, Ling Ling. The Leaders of Learning is a podcast show that explores learning in the 21st century with educators, leaders, and entrepreneurs. For more information and to listen to our previous episodes, head over to our website at www.leadersoflearning.asia. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. pressures from our society and the media, it is difficult to stay true online. Being authentic is not only about taking selfies or sharing photos of your meals or telling the world that you are at a fantastic party or on a life-altering trip. Authenticity is when a person's actions are aligned with their beliefs and desires. This can create a more trusting and meaningful relationship. Though quite often, we find that the online persona can be completely different from the person in reality. Why is being authentic online so challenging? How can we show our authentic selves online? Joining us is Janicia Alora, former Miss Singapore and founder of Soul Rich Women, Southeast Asia's first female entrepreneur network. Welcome to the show, Janicia. Thank you for having me on your show, Ling. It's interesting that you were a former Miss Singapore and now you are a serial entrepreneur. And that is a big career switch. Mind if you could share with us how you get to where you are today? Yeah, sure. When I was 14 years old, uh, because my family financially, we were not sound. So I had to support myself through school. So I had to work very hard as an instructor. My mom pawned her gold, sent me for instructor certifications in yoga, aerobics and line dancing. And with that, I was able to support myself, put myself through my own education. And then I equipped myself with skills like training and coaching small groups as small as 10 to as big as a thousand. So that in many years has helped me to gain confidence over the years. In 2006, I joined Miss Singapore as a way to try to learn more about who I am as well as to live a, out a dream. And that truly has benefited me greatly. I've learned about teamwork. I learned about, you know, how to build myself up. And during this time, doors opened up for me. I actually went into image consulting and with my skill set for more than 10 years already as a trainer and a coach, I used my skill set and immediately I was able to break into my clientele were all like CEOs of companies, politicians, as well as 
decision makers. So this was awesome. It was great. However, after another five to eight years, I was asking myself, am I going to be the way I am trading time for money? I work, I get paid. Or, and I don't work, I don't get paid. So in 2012, I told myself, I said, okay, I am not going to be like that. I want to move my business online. So by 2013, I make my first million dollars online and the rest is history. So I reinvested the money into a partnership business, which is a cafe retail chain. I do PR and marketing. We were we had seven outlets and in three countries, we were in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia. And then I was based in Indonesia literally for two years and I was running this entire franchise business, running the PR and marketing side. And eventually, after four years, we exited the entire business to a public listed company owner. And when I was based in Indonesia at the same time, I was moonlighting literally uh, because, you know, besides running the cafe business, uh, I had the internet, right? I have the internet and I have like the webcam and I said, okay, can I do something? Can I share my experiences with other people? So that's how I got started to do online. And every week and every day I was online on a webinar, you know, sharing the uh, the stories and sharing how women can actually go online to, you know, make money and do stuff. Okay. So that's how I built my community. And back in those days, we had zero followers and zero viewers. And it was so difficult, right? But eventually, you know, and you're consistent and I was consistent. Eventually, I attracted my first 100, my first 500, and the rest is history. Yeah. That's how we became so rich women today. Oh my goodness, that sounds like an amazing journey from someone who previously was a yoga instructor and now you're helping women all over the region so that they can be rich and be more present online. So based on your journey, it sounds like being online is such a huge part of your work and yourself and your identity. But for many of us, including myself, I find it quite difficult to be authentic online. I'm not yet comfortable to show myself, but based on your experience, why is it so important to be authentic online? First of all, let's qualify this word called authenticity. Okay? Authenticity online to me simply means presenting your best voice online. So what is a voice? Now, a voice is your message. And what is a message? A message, it could be your mess or your disasters or the things that you've gone through before, your ups and downs, your failures, your successes. And then you share these nuggets or lessons on the online space, whether it's LinkedIn or is it Facebook or your website or your blog or whatever the case maybe. Most importantly, use that voice to share your message, your passion, your purpose, your mission, that piece. Two ways, in fact, you can do it. One is a reporting style. You can stay authentic by reporting what happened to you and what that is as it is, right? A little bit of packaging, of course, to touch up a little bit so that people are able to absorb it quickly because attention span is really short. The other one is more like a little bit of storytelling, right? How do you share your little bit of nuggets in a, in a way that captivates the audience's attention as well, which is in a story format? So these are two ways. I know so many people who are so brilliant, they're intelligent, they know so much and have so much of experience, but yet something is blocking them or preventing them from 
uh, showing up online. Do you have any insights on that? Usually when women or people, when they tell me, oh, I, I don't know how to be authentic online. I don't know what I should be posting online. Usually they will tell me, oh, you know, my friend posted this, my colleague posted this, my partner posted this, and they feel peer pressure to post as well. Hey, you are being you. You don't need to feel that peer pressure to post because someone else posted of the same thing, of that one thing. There's no need to do that. Ask yourself, is it okay for you to be open and be willing to share one thing every single day? Treat it like an online diary or journal or something that you can express yourself. And when you are out there being um, authentic, I mean, that, that word is big, right? Your, your mental blo- is blocking. It's like, what should I be doing? So just take one step, one step only and say, can you report something? Something that you have done today? Can you share a mess that turned into a message, right? Can you share a piece that you feel really proud of that what you've done today or what you said to someone today that you did with your child or did it with your family or your colleague, right? So share that one thing. So by doing that one thing every day, you'll be 1% better. By the end of the one entire year, you'll be 365% so much better and much more connectable and relatable online. I want to maintain my sense of privacy too. There are certain things I'm not comfortable in sharing online, but there are certain things that maybe I can, but what will it benefit anyone if I share that online? What is it that is suitable to be shared and what is it that's not suitable to be shared? And if you have that choice between what to share and what not to share, doesn't that reduce the level of authenticity as well? All right. So you choose who you want to be online. Okay. That's the first uh, basis. Of course, that doesn't mean that you need to share 365 things right down to what you wear and to the inside out in order to be authentic. Now, like I said earlier, authenticity is having that voice, that voice of you online and that voice of you, same voice of you offline. It's not about, oh, there's some privacy or not privacy, you know. Like, for example, there are some things that I don't do, right? I don't really tag locations because I feel that that is very private to me, right? For me who have experienced, uh, you know, stalking incidents and stuff like that, to me, location, geolocations is extremely private to me. So does it mean that I'm not authentic? No, that's not true, right? It's a matter of choosing what pieces makes you feel comfortable and looking at your own brand, right? What kind of brand recollection do you want people to have of you? So it doesn't mean you need to report every single thing. That's that's one of the biggest myths out there. Like, oh, I've got to spill all the beans about who you are as a person. No, it could be your professional self, right? It could be your about your family. I've got a a lady in our community, she talks about parenting. But the thing is, her kids who are teenagers don't like their faces to appear on social media. And her, for herself as a mother, she is very protective of her personal life, which is privacy. So in order to share her skills of parenting tips, which is ability to communicate with teenagers, she does don't use their face, but she share how their life is, how they, they actually communicate with each other without showing their kids' faces. So there are ways around so-called privacy and still maintain the authenticity online. Yeah, that's a very good point because 
there are certain things about us that we are not willing to share to the world out there based on whatever experiences we have in the past. And we have the right to choose what we want to share and what we don't want to share. But if it happens to be the case where we do want to share it, there are ways to go about it. And I like how you mentioned about being authentic online is owning your voice and sharing that voice online. Mind if you could share with me, what do you mean by the voice? Because some of us, we don't know what our voice is and how can we find it? So usually I will get a person to sit down and take out a piece of paper and a pen. I know it's old school, but hey, draw a circle and ask yourself, who do you stand for? What do you advocate for? What are your interests and passions? So write down, what do you stand for? And then from there, I want you to verbal diarrhea, literally verbal diarrhea, mind map diarrhea yourself out and just list out the things that at least 20 things, okay, if possible, that you feel that you resonate with, that you could share that piece out. Sometimes, I will say that a lot of people filter. So I will say in this exercise, hashtag no filter, okay? Just literally put everything out. And then from there, after looking at that whole piece, okay, that you have put out there, the interest, the passion, the hobbies, the mess that turns the message, just potential or, or stuff like that, you circle out the top 10. Okay, after you circle out the top 10, go to somebody whom it could be your very good friend or your mentor and ask them, which one do you think fits me the best? All right, you're asking for an external opinion, but that does not represent who you are. It's just asking for a feedback. Okay, you're asking them to see what they think of you while you have some form of idea of who you are. But gathering both external feedback and marrying your own internal feedback, I want you to narrow to top three. All right. After you narrow down to top three, this is when you will distill down to the essence of, okay, now I'm going to permutate within this top three, all right? I'm going to try out these top three things that we have narrowed down. I'm just going to try to talk about them and see how that feels and resonates with me when I talk about it online. With that permutation and that, that flow, you'll be able to have a sense roughly where do you tilt more towards and where can you shine the greatest. That's usually uh, the process. Of course, a better way is to find someone who has done it before, find a mentor or a coach to help you to identify the pieces because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. That I totally agree. Excellent. Are there any particular platforms that we need to look out for if we want to present ourselves online? Shall we just focus only on like Facebook or on LinkedIn? What are your thoughts around platforms if we want to present ourselves online? This is a very interesting question, Ling. This is something that I always get. I would say that if you want to build houses, would you want to go into a house filled with energy and joy and happiness and there's lots of things going on, positive? Or would you want to enter into a house that's a lot of cockroaches, a lot of rats, cobwebs? You know, there's nobody inside. So which house would you like to, would you like to visit or which house would you like to live in? The first one or the second one? Mm, I think the first one, right? Yeah, so precisely. So choose your place or platform that you will make the house beautiful, you will make the house livable and attractive to people and invite guests into the house and you can make friends. And then from there, you'll be able to connect with your audience and from there, you can build more relationships or business opportunities. So it's all about choosing that space and owning it rather than trying to be everywhere and be nobody. Because all of them seem to have their own benefits. 
but where do we fit in? Depending on where is your target audience, let's say if you are someone who is doing beauty and spa related stuff, you could be on Facebook and also on Instagram, right? But if you are a person, a working person, or you are doing business and you're doing B2B or B2C, uh, you might want to consider LinkedIn as a platform. So always consider your priority of where does your ideal customer or ideal client lives in, right? Where are they living at? So that's the key. But the thing is, my job is not so much of a social media person. My job is really to go out, run training programs that have an impact on the people who attend the programs. So the majority of my time is actually doing the work. But how do we find time to do all this other stuff to show ourselves online? I love this question. My favorite one, in fact. In fact, there are two ways to do this. I, I love it, Ling, that you're saying you're doing training, you're, you know, you love doing that. And always uh, put, you know, take some photos or some videos, I believe, which you do. Uh, from there, I would like you to take about two to four hours, okay, and use this method, what we call batching, B-A-T-C-H-I-N-G. So in a single sitting of two to four hours, I want you to do this every single post, use the same format as I've mentioned earlier, which is to do a reporting, one-liner or two-liners to describe what exactly you're doing, where do you go today, and then put down the link where they could link with you or click on the link to connect with you to schedule a call and then the last one is to include two hashtags to show the overview of broad spectrum so this is called batching when you sit down and you get things done plan out a week of content ahead or two weeks of content ahead and then that you can slowly save it in for example in Evernote or saving in your notes on your iPhone or whichever phone that you have and then from there you post it onto your social media which is like your Facebook right or LinkedIn but if you say that okay I don't have the time but you could also use some scheduling tools as well which you can upload into Buffer or is it Meet Edgar whichever the tools may be or Hootsuite you know can actually help you to save some time but by posting all this automatically if you were to schedule it onto a software that can help you to do this automatic posting. So that would be useful as well. So that's that would be the batching part. The second part will be outsourcing. I mean, hiring a virtual assistant or someone to help you to do this aspect as well. So someone who can, you know, understand what is social media and do this part for you. So most people say, oh, I don't have money to do that. Outsourcing is so expensive. But hey, do you go massage? Do you go do manicure, pedicure? Do you go salon to do your hair treatments? Do you do stuff like that. If the answer is yes, hey, don't bluff, okay? If the answer is yes, now then would you be able to afford $50 every single month, right? $50 a week. So spend $50. Hey, hire somebody to do this social media post for you. And by just sharing with them your thoughts and ideas, they are able to translate this into sentences and a single post on the social media platform of your choosing. So these are the two ways that you can do it. Oh, wow. I know for myself, because I spend a lot of time doing preparation work and development work for the training programs that I run, both in Singapore and Malaysia, I do follow the second method, which is I, I hire a virtual assistant to help me with my social media, particularly when the uh, social media with regards to this podcast show, because I do spend a lot of time recording the podcast and making sure that the sound looks great. But also I need to take the time to shout it out to the world that, hey, this is a fantastic podcast. So I know that the virtual assistant thing does does work for me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if like someone were to 
start considering. They're a complete newbie. They sort of have some online presence, but haven't really taken the time to craft out their profile or pretty it up so that they sound more authentic. So what are the things that they need to consider if they were to start building this on authentic online profile? The first thing will be choose the message that you want to share. Like, don't be a schizophrenia everywhere, right? Like on LinkedIn, you're one person and on Facebook, you're this person. And then on Instagram, you're that person. So try to make sure that all your platforms are synchronized. I think that's the first thing. And then secondly, after you choose your message, you want to be able to be consistent because, you know, authenticity is not by, oh, today I post, yay, I'm authentic. Uh, no, that does not work that way, right? It takes time to be seen as somebody authentic and not you decide yourself that you are authentic. Of course, you know that you can be authentic, but rather allowing that consistency to show up so that, you know, when you communicate and this relationship builds uh, online or networking that happens online when people meet you, um, let that speak for itself. The last one I would say is to always have a call to action. Now, this is important because sometimes whatever you're doing, you like to do networking online and you don't want to waste too much time offline, right? So networking online is a good way for you to bridge business opportunities or have better or different things that you can do to collaborate or even have new ways to learn. So by having a call to action, a place where people can connect with you, I think that would be awesome as well. If I create this online profile and it is showing exactly the messages that I want to send out into the world, but there are times also where I do go out and meet people and their perception of me is different. So how do I prevent that misalignment of like when people see me in person as compared to what I put out online? Actually, it's okay. People are entitled to their own perception of you, you know. And I really think that sometimes when people say that you are something else, even though that you have written everything about yourself online, think about that. People don't really spend time reading everything about you unless they're a stalker, right? They read through everything. <laughs> right? They, they only have that seven to 10 seconds to quickly glance through about who you are. So it's okay to just explain to people the three things about you, what you stand for in the shortest way possible when you meet them offline. So sometimes they may not understand because they come from different industries. So just be more open and acceptable of that. I mean, I believe that sometimes communication just takes a little bit more step of giving and taking so that we can all establish the common grounds as one. Hmm. So it's not just a matter of, hey, I put my authentic profile online. I've done a lot of work and the job is done, but the job still continues. It's a continuous process of communicating who you are, the messages that you stand for and helping people to understand who you really are and what you can offer to help them. If I think about myself and what I do, I wear multiple hats and the multiple hats are from being a trainer to being uh, running my own training business and having my own podcast and then having my own podcast business. So when I have all these multiple hats and I try to be authentic online, doesn't it confuse people because I do so many things that seem disconnected? Well, it does because when you are doing so many things, people don't know really what you do. So let me give you an example. I used to, I, I was image consultant. I had a cafe retail business. I had this, I had that. I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? So then how do I do that? So always choose that one thing 
first as the main thing that you always want to talk about. For you, it could be training, right? Training is that one thing that you love and you're super passionate about and your podcast. So you can have a message. So for example, you can have a message to help people to, okay, helping people, right? To, to distill their learning so that you can share this message with more people. So that overall could be a message. And the vehicles of these message would be your training, your podcast, your whatever hats that you're wearing. So keep that key message in mind and while having the different vehicles achieving that message. What other parting advice do you have for our listeners if, you know, they after they listen to this podcast and say, yes, I'm going to start becoming more authentic online, sharing my voice, what parting advice do you have for them? Okay, there are five birds perching on the wire. Three decide to fly away. How many birds are there left on the wire? Mm, so first it's five and three flew away? No. Mm-hmm. So it should be two, right? I'm thinking it's a trick yeah. question. So I'm like, it's <laughs> a trick question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the answer is, the answer is three birds decide to fly away. How many birds are there left on the wire? The answer is five because they only decided to fly away. They have not taken action to fly yet. They have just decided oh, to decided. fly away. decided. Okay, so they've not yet, dis- they've not yet flown, but decided <laughs> to. Away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I knew there was a trick somewhere. I was like, I'm missing something. <laughs> so the answer to your question is that my advice for you will be to take action, to step out of your comfort zone and go towards the dream that you've always wanted to achieve. Quit sitting there on the wire and just deciding and deciding and deciding because it will not, always never be done if you only decide. Mm, okay, so just take action. Do it. Take action. Just do it. (laughs) Fantastic. If our listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Well, you can reach me at soulrichwoman.com. S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N, not E-N, M-A-N.com. Soulrichwoman.com. Thank you so much for your time, Janicia. Thank you so much. That was Janicia Alora sharing her tips and strategies on how to bring your true self into the online world. In the next episode, we will speak to Serene Sang, a professional speaker and executive coach. We will share passionately about harnessing conflict. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us wherever you download your podcast. Follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also visit our website at www.leadersoflearning.asia to listen to our previous episodes. If you believe this podcast show will help a colleague, friend, or family member, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. I'm your host, Ling Ling. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast.